0: this is it episode number 169 no laugh track podcast my name is justin severson the host thank you very much for uh listening streaming downloading if you haven't yet you liked you liked last week that's why you're here this week uh subscribe if you haven't yet please thank you circle of heat for letting us play their music uh as always back for a third time hello episode four episode 62
1: and now one sixty-sixty-nine. 160. One sixty-nine. It's Sean Patton, dude. <laughs> Wait, I don't. I I probably have said this every time. But I'm gonna say it again because tradition is why we all exist. Uh, I, I you have the most Minnesota name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, I I forget the Severson part. Yeah, thank you, Justin yeah. Severson. Mm-hmm. Just right there. That's uh, you your superpower would be you could turn into hot dish. <laughs> I could I could turn into a hot dish, you know it's moment. funny
0: it's funny you say that, Sean, because uh I don't cook, and neither does uh my fiance okay very I could, rarely.
1: I could turn into a walleye right but, now,
0: well, she <laughs> I stopped at the grocery store uh on the way home from the podcast last Wednesday, and I was really hungry for a big dinner, and I was like, well, I don't cook, but uh, I know the one thing that Ashley makes walleye no tater tot hot dish uh. <laughs> Tater- so
1: what is a tater tot hot dish? It's well, tater tots. Just a bunch of meat, I imagine. Some yeah, cheese. Beef. Obviously. We're in we're in the midwest, some cheese. Yeah, on top. Uh vegetables. Is that the tater tot already double as the vegetable? <laughs> but uh yeah, I've been I've been trying to eat healthier. Walleye, speaking of that, fish. i been trying to eat a lot more fish even though I'm terrified of mercury poisoning. Yeah. You have to eat a lot of goddamn fish. You have to basically only eat fish every day for two years. Sardines, love sardines, really? Oh, love sardines. Is that it? Why is that? A, do you love sardines? I d- I did as a kid, and now I. I f- no sardine sandwiches, man. I did as a kid. I had an oh. uncle. I had an uncle sardine uncle. He would always have him around. Come on, just to try one
0: of these with me. <laughs> just always
1: had <laughs> yes. a can of sardines. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm not like a I'm not like a hobo on a train. I don't <laughs> like love. Neither him. was my uncle. Yeah, but if, but if I were gonna be homeless, I would want to be a train hobo eating sardines and yeah. singing songs and baked beans which are good cold yeah man Be- but also that's the problem full of full of salt right well, no look on the look on the look at the ingredients on that can High fructose look corn on syrup on oh, yeah. in my oh especially in your like especially in those good like sweet baked beans home style oh god yeah. you can make baked beans up it's not hard you actually have to bake them i'm <laughs> saying you actually have to boil yeah You actually do have to bake them, but you learn little recipes like that, and you realize, man, it's 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 also kind of fun chopping up Brussels sprouts and mushrooms. There's so many delicious mushrooms. We
0: just got a new knife set too. I should be more into it.
1: Yeah, it's fun. You get and it's a good time. Are you? Because you you told me. Do do your listeners know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. about your congratulations. Yes, thank you. Um, that's a good time to to hammer out some relationship issues or just have good relationship fun or good you know while you're chopping vegetables this jesus christ listen to me i'm having like martha stewart like martha stewart tourette's it's a good time that's not how she talks Actually, it was kind of close i feel like like two times ago i was on this podcast i was like yeah man women should sit on your face that's how you do it uh yeah, yeah. The, <laughs>
0: people should, if they have never heard your first, uh, episode four, you told the story of the um, uh, the smoke, blowing smoke rings. Wasn't that part of it? Uh,
1: which, which, what? Blunt, uh, what, what the what, guy wrote you a check. And, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah, I did tell that story. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> crackheads. <laughs> you know, you never know. One of the best stories ever. Undercover heard. crackheads. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um... Anyways, Martha, back to your story, yeah, I don't know I just feel like now, yeah good relationship time as well, <laughs> cutting up some criminy mushrooms for a nice stir fry, but yeah it's it's good uh you say, I guess maybe I'm an adult now, and I don't care about uh or maybe you never really did part of me, part of me thinks that everything that we consider adult we would have all been into at eighteen if we would have known about oh yeah, we were just told no, nah, that's adult stuff, you want to be who cares video games and Staying out all night and fuck, fuck, fuck responsibility. But yeah. then, like, you actually get into some responsibility and you're like, this isn't bad at all. I enjoy taking care of business. Yeah. And it's kind of fun.
0: Oh, I see the, when, you know, when, uh, when people used to, uh, when Facebook was full of people posting pictures of what they made for dinner, you know, I'd roll my eyes. I don't give a, but when you do actually take that time. Yeah, I'm fucking proud. Yeah, you're proud. I'm, even if I, because uh, I, you know, I've taken small steps. Like a, you put a uh, a pot roast, you know, in the in the slow cooker all day. Yeah, and then you. put some barbecue sauce on it. Is that cooking? Yeah, I guess I didn't do too much work. But I mean, when I, when I'm standing there eating it,
1: yeah, I'm fucking proud. Yeah, man, damn proud. Ingredients going uh-huh. into a thing. Uh huh. That is cooking. Uh huh. I think that is actually a definition. <laughs> if you put the thing into a cooking thing. There was a
0: recipe. If there's a recipe involved, right?
1: If you have, if you have to wash your hands before, because you will touch some sort of thing that you mm-hmm. eat. Mm-hmm. That's cooking. You're cooking.
0: By the way, you mi- uh, just to wrap up the because uh, uh, I need to get this out there. People are going to go crazy. Minnesotans, will listen to this. What? The main ingredient, one of the main ingredients for, oh, for the tot hot tater dish. Hot oh dish shit, go! Is cream of mushroom soup. Oh yeah, you can't make it without that
1: cream that of is... mushroom. Tell you. Mushrooms are something I got into real hard this past year. So the idea of a cream mushroom soup. However, if any of you, of your listeners, are are, are readers of Tom Robbins, uh, you read Tom Robbins? Mm -mm. Uh, Very, very, very creative, uh, very good author, wrote such books as Jitterbug Perfume. It's my favorite. Um, There's one called uh, My Still Life with Woodpecker. Okay. Um, where uh, it'll change your mind a little bit about cream of mushroom soup, but not, <laughs> maybe not in the best way. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> for uh, for a minute, and you're like, oh, dang! But then you get over it. Then you time passes. That's the book I was reading when Hurricane Katrina hit. Oh, okay. Still life, My still life with woodpecker. You'll never um, forget it. Obviously, it's an excellent book. Um, the guys are very dirty. But high-end, high-brow filth. Okay. Not porn, but, like, he just... All of his books contain some huge sexual arc. All right. And he gets real descriptive. But it's very uh, thought out. Very... Tom Robbins. Excellent excellent, Excellent author. <laughs> um... No, it's not called My Still Life with Woodpecker. It's called just Still Life with Woodpecker. I'm thinking of My So-Called Life, a show I was not watching when <laughs> Katrina hit, but I was probably watching when Hurricane Andrew hit in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> just yep. assume you were. Yeah. It was always on.
0: Right. It was always on whatever TV you were watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I caught up with a few episodes of Best Bars in America. Oh, this yeah, This week. Yeah. I love
1: that show. Yeah. Well, it's over. It's- Sons of Bitches. Well, uh, it's, it was actually Jay and I's decision more so. Ran out of good bars. No. Um, a, you know, a lot of people, because there were so many cities we didn't go to. We didn't go to Denver, which we really pushed to go to Denver. We wanted to go to Denver bad, but they, we didn't. We went to L.A. again. Um, we wanted to go to Seattle. We didn't go to Seattle. We wanted to go to Atlanta. We wanted to go anywhere else on the East Coast because we'd been in New York and Boston, but there's also Philly. There's also – we went to D.C., but we wanted to go to, like, the Carolinas, Savannah. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't go to Florida, and we didn't want to, so that was good. <laughs> we wanted to go back to New Orleans. We wanted to go – there were so many places. We we did Chicago twice, which is good because I'll, I think personally – and I'm a New Orleanian. Right. New Orleans and Chicago – are the two best drinking cities in the country, if you ask me. So far, and I look at I, you not sucking up to Minneapolis. Yeah, no, I love Minneapolis, but Minneap Minneapolis. You know what? Actually, I loved about Minneapolis uh, was because you did an episode from. We here. did, and there was uh, two of my favorite spots were here. Psycho Susie's. Mm-hmm. That place was fucking bananas, dude. Like everything about that place was fun as hell. Mm-hmm. They have a boat. Yeah, they'll take you out on a goddamn pontoon boat, but um. Psycho Susie's and the and there was a place right it's right next door to Psycho Susie's. I can't even recall what it's called right now because I was hammered. That's a funny part. People hit me up online or in person, like, "What, where, what, what, where was your favorite spot to go to?" And I'm like, "Did you see the show? We're really drunk." Yeah. But the place it's right across the park from Psycho Susie's. It's where we ate head. That spot was excellent. But what I liked, I, I, I like Minnesota is one of my favorite cities in America. It has nothing to do with the bar scene here, which is very strong. It's just like Minnesota is one of these cities where everything that you people move to cities for in the hip cities, and I hate fucking using the word hip, but uh, anything that's in Portland or in Austin or in New York or L.A. even you can find in Minneapolis. Uh-huh. It's a this is a very artistic, very you know creative minded, progressive minded, open minded, fun loving city, but it's just a tundra eight months out of the year so it doesn't get all this like quote-unquote heat right no no pun intended but uh which is why it's great because it remains this like secret like no one ever minneapolis just kind of flies under the radar of like excellent cities to live in and i think that's what keeps it great is because you don't have this goddamn influx of just shithead yuppies who still want to feel awesome and young when they don't realize that's just a state of mind. You don't have to move into the suburbs. You don't have to move to a condo in the suburbs. You can still live in whatever city you're living in Mm -hmm. and enjoy your life. No, you're going to all flock to Austin. or Austin is a great city, but in about five years, it's going to collapse on itself. It's just growing too fast, and it doesn't have the infrastructure. And you don't want that here because here – at their base levels, Minneapolis is a far more interesting city than Austin. Austin's a cool place, but it's all about the music there. And it's all about the music scene, and it's in Texas. Whereas here, it's like, ah, you are you got music, but you've also got theater. You've also got... I wonder if there's one person listening that just was like,
0: why the fuck is he ripping on Austin, Minnesota? They have nothing ah, to do with I know it. No, there wasn't Austin, <laughs> Minnesota. Yeah, there is.
1: <laughs> I mean, dude, like one of, the, one of the great... There was a great fucking hip-hop movement that came out of Minnesota. Oh, hell the yeah. The backpacker hip-hop movement, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Uh, fucking atmosphere yeah damn the, right the big the big uh atmosphere sage francis i don't know if he was actually from here but
0: i guilted a kid once out of a ticket to atmosphere outside first avenue the show was sold out yeah and uh i didn't want to pay more than face value and everybody was you know scalping and i told the guy I said do you think slug you know the lead yeah. guy, i said do you think slug would appreciate you yeah. making extra money off his tickets or would he just want another fan in there Oh, you're right, man. Oh man. Yeah. I couldn't believe it works. That's how
1: you, you can't fucking guilt backpacker <laughs> fans. Like, oh shit, you're right. That's why we're backpacking. <laughs> we're not about the money. Uh-uh. Um yeah, dude, rhyme mm-hmm. But um was Aesop Rock a, a, not, I know who that is. Not Aesop Racky. Not I, yeah. I yeah. know, yeah. I'm trying I, I, I Aesop Rock, I don't know if he is I can't I don't know if I know he lives in Portland now, but I think he was originally part of that rhyme sayers. He was on the label. He was. Yeah. I knew a guy that
0: worked there and he used to give me he used to send me CDs so I got some Ace up Rock His a few album years back. His
1: album Labor Days is one of still one of my favorite. I think it's a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. It's such a great album start to finish. Um and I'm really bummed because that dude that dude you know like that guy's like my age, maybe older. Maybe he might be 40, you know? And he just cuz uh that album came out in 2002 maybe that I'm talking about, um, Labor Days. Anyway, I just wish he was still doing more live touring, and I just wish he was doing more stuff. And it is confusing that there's now a guy named... And there's now a fun guy named ASAP Rocky who sucks. (laughs) He's a shit rapper. He just hooks himself up with great rappers. Is that what it is? Yeah, he just has a lot of... I mean, my favorite MC right now is Kendrick Lamar of, like, the the young crop. Like, I think he's just... undeniable. Like, I think he's just an excellent... Start to finish, and he did an ASAP Rocky song a couple years ago, and it blew up. Fuck ASAP Rocky. <laughs> also, also, where's your artistic in- artistic integrity? Like, if you're coming up with this name, and you see that there's someone whose name is a, you know what I'm saying? The it's same two thing, two letters off, basically. Who's been around? Who's established? Like, yeah. Doesn't the artist in you want to go? No, I need to stand out. Right. I probably didn't think of this. And no, 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 no. no I'm just gonna do it. It's like, no, nah, you want to change your name and stand out. Anyway, I don't want to start a fucking hip-hop beef <laughs> with, with your podcast. <laughs> okay. All right, now your turn. Retaliate, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs>
2: mm.
1: Yeah, I think Minneapolis is an excellent city. But there but New Orleans and Chicago, like New York, bars close at four. But there's so many fucking bars, mm-hmm. and there's so much to do in New York, and it's great. But Chicago has way more of a drinking culture. Like, New York, you'll go to eight bars in a row that are, like, the same, just the same goddamn bar over and over again. Whereas in Chicago, it really does feel like every bar you go to is unique and different and has a story. Yeah. And there's character to it. And it will close anywhere from 2 a.m. to 5 a.m., depending on what kind of license they have. Yeah. So, like, they love to the drink in that city. New Orleans the same thing. Bars don't close. And it's all full of very unique character. Yeah. So that's why I think Chicago New and New Orleans are the two. Like, if you just want to go somewhere and just get plowed for a weekend or a week straight and just by yourself or with another friend. If you just want to go bar hopping for a week, go to New York or Chicago. Yeah,
0: I was, uh, I was lucky enough. I mean, I'm sorry, New Orleans or Chicago. <laughs> there you go. I was uh, lucky enough to drink when I was, uh, you know, at my prime drinking age, my early twenties, mm-hmm. of spending some time in Chicago and like drinking, oh, yeah. like you said, until five a.m. I, I was you at a uh, of some blues bar, Kingston yeah. Mines,
1: Kingston Mines. Yeah, yeah, that that's a hundred percent what it is. Or is
0: that a reggae bar?
1: No, Kingston Mines is a it's uh, it's one side. It's a two sided bar. Yes. where they just switch. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's, that's that's Kingston Mines. Yes, yeah. I, I drank there until about five in the morning. I saw. Do you know who the Alabama Shakes are? Yes. Um, so she's awesome, Brittany. You know, like I her. I swear to God, her mother. If it's not her real mother, it's her. Oh, it, is performing what, there? Is perform is one it was performance I saw that was an old, very old er probably woman in her fifties, mm. but in a nightgown and just not giving a fuck. Yeah. But just up there shredding, yeah. just tearing it down. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, but, yeah, uh, Jay and I, we we quit the show. You quit the show. We, we basically, like, it was like, we're not going to do a season three. It, everyone would come up and say things. Everyone says things like, it's a dream job. Oh, that's the best job. Oh, how would you not want that job? And it really, because it became a job. And because it wasn't fun. Like, if it was documentary style where we just walked into the bar and the cameras were rolling and they just captured what they could. And we really got into it. Like that's, that's why Anthony Bourdain's show is so good. If you watch any of his, I haven't seen the second one, but no reservations. Mm -hmm. He tells his camera crew, like don't interrupt, but get as much as you can, but don't interrupt. We're not going to repeat we're not going to ask people to say things again or do things twice. Just shoot it, and we'll make it up in editing. We'll make it up in post. And if you notice, that's why there's that, all that narration in that show because a lot of times you'll notice even on the show, it's like, oh, we didn't see it happen, but here's the, the birth of the baby lobster that we're going to eat uh-huh. or the the Komodo dragon fetus <laughs> now, we are now dining on, you know. Yeah. Um. But in Best Bars, which is how a lot of unscripted, TV works it was just a lot of fuck you walk into a bar oh there's just magically two seats available or did this producer spend a fucking hour figuring that out with the lighting guy that's what happened right and we're sitting down and then it's like no we got to do it again because my hair was looked weird or oh no Jay and Sean got to switch because Sean's beard's too dark and it's absorbing the light or oh boy oh Jay can you say that again OJ, can you say that one more time? OJ, just repeat that. And we're doing it with, and, and a lot of times, or the bartender, like, hey, bartender, come back in, give them the drinks. But remember, Sean's drinking the beer, Jay's drinking. and like, the and the bar staff that we're working with, they're not actors, right? So they're like, they're after you make them do it once, they're they're coming back in now, all like, whoa, did I say that right? Or th- the enthusiasm's gone, and then we're trying to make up for it. And it was a lot of just stop, start, stop, start. And dealing with drunk assholes walking up and trying to get in the frame, and then we're drunk now, so we're not holding back, and we're just like, "Get this fucking guy away from me. Hey, dude, do you mind? You know, <laughs> oh, and then no. excuse me, sir. Yeah, we get you, man. We're just we're oh, trying no. to do our job right now. Yeah. And the producers are idiots who can't fucking uh, unscripted reality TV is god the worst. Wow. The worst thing to do. I am not unless... know I'd get this reaction in. Yeah, man. You get... it's, it's, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. It was a lot of just like there's an old joke. It's a uh unscripted reality TV producer and a camera crew walk into a bar. Stop. Uh start over. Camera wasn't rolling. An unscripted reality <laughs> TV producer and a camera crew walk into a bar and cut stop. Uh can we do that one again for sound? And also uh start the joke faster. Go. Oh, a reality TV script producer and a two uh oh, cut. You messed up the—you said rally script producer, and you said reality, it there it is. Yeah. But that's it. It's just a—like, which makes sense if you're shooting a fucking movie or a TV show. Right. That's—yeah, obviously, you go into it knowing you're going to do that, and everyone around you is an actor, a professional performer— But when you're doing it in a reality situation and you're all about trying to capture the magic of the moment and you have to keep fucking stopping because these dumb fuck producers all (laughs) wish they were filmmakers. They all wish they were filmmakers, but they're not. They never had the balls to try. So they're trying to manipulate reality now when they don't realize that you manipulate it in post. You manipulate it in the editing room. You let it fucking happen in reality and no, you maybe can't see what it's going to be right there. That's why it's called editing. Did you did these what did these guys work on before then? They created Top Chef. Okay. So they every everything was done like Top Chef style. Okay. In that that dramatic format. Now Esquire the network Great People. Okay. Every single person involved in the Esquire network, I wish them all the best. Like they're really trying to do something unique. It was the production company that they hired to do Breast Bars, whose name, I won't say out of professionalism, but they're called Magical Elves, uh, out of sheer fucking realism. They're, they're, they, didn't, they just didn't get what this show could have been. This show could have been the best fucking show on TV. We had I'm just, comic, comedian guests. We had mm-hmm. Aisha Tyler, uh, Kyle Kanin, Rory Scovel, Al Madrigal, James Adomian. Uh, Bill Fucking Barr. Uh, I, I can't think of the rest, but we had so Mike Costa. Yep, um, I just watched that one. Detroit, Detroit. Um, what's the fucking kid's name from uh from uh from the show Undateable? Brent Morin. Um, did I say Bill Barr? Mm-hmm. Did I say the fucking master Bill Barr? <laughs> like we had Bill Fucking Barr. Yeah, you know, and like there was it should have been so much better but every time we had a comedian guest on we would just be going and yapping and making each other laugh and having fun and inevitably one of the shithead producers would step in and be like all right but, but you guys you got to make this more about the bar you got to talk more about the bar can you ask can you ask Kyle Kinane what he thinks like about the wood because the bar cuz the wood's made out of it's it's really interesting it's old firewood from a camping lodge that the owners father owned. So it and that's very interesting. So can you ask Kyle about that? Maybe ask if his father ever owned you know, like, no how about Kyle continues telling this fucking story about the time he had to out drink a crip in Chicago or he was gonna die. Yeah. You know like I don't think Kyle has that story. But he has stories <laughs> of that magnitude. And they didn't get that, like, no, it didn't have to be about the bar. It had to be about us enjoying ourselves in the bar, which is all people need to see. And then they go, oh, those guys had a fucking fun time at that one bar in L.A. We should go there if we ever go to L.A. where Kyle Kinane and Sean and Jay were drinking. Yeah. And they just fucked that up every time. Oh, it made me so. Like, for example, when we had Bill Burr, we were at a stupid tequila bar. And, uh, you know, we're drinking the tequila, and Bill's there, but they just send him in late to make it look like he just showed up. Vuku's you know? here! So Bill walks in, and he's like, Bill, get a drink. And he's he's like, uh, eh, I really like tequila. You got a scotch? And we immediately fucking fall out laughing, yeah. as does the bartender slash owner. She's like, ha, ha, ha. And they they're like, Well, they cut no no, Bill, uh No Could we get you to drink a tequila though? Because it's a tequila bar. And then the bar the, the bar owner she's like, Oh no, actually Scotch is I'm act I do have a good Scotch collection. Like I and she pulls out like a McKellen twelve and like a Lefroy ten year, which is my favorite Scotch, even though it's not the fanciest. And then like uh Johnny Walker blue and she's like, I've got this good Scotch selection. It's the only other uh I don't mind serving him a Scotch. And yeah. they then they're like well, but it's, we're, you know, we're, it's a tequila bar. It's, like, it's fine, though. Who cares? Exactly. And then we finally get him a fucking scotch. And then we're just having stories with Bill Barr. And they keep fucking cutting in, being like, Bill, can you talk about the atmosphere? And, like, so they, they wanted everything to be loggy, which is not what they told us. When they, when they offered us this show, which it was their idea. And then they cast Jay, and then they cast me. Okay. But they told us. We were like, it's not going to be a travelogue. It's going to be you guys having fun at bars and then talking to the people. And "And we want you to have your comedian guests on because we wanted you guys to be funny, but we also want the guests to be funny. And it was just like, well, Nate Bargatze, one of the best fucking comedians on the planet. We had him in D.C., and they only let us have him for one bar. And so he's on for, like, half an hour because they fucked up the schedule. They're like, we got to get to the next two bars. And I was like, let's just take Nate with us, man. Jay and Nate and I are friends. We've all known each other for, like, eight years. Yeah. We can talk this out and just drink and have fun. No, no, you're right. He, we only had eight, half an hour for Nate, who is a fucking wonder kid. Yeah. Never mind. Bye, hilarious comedian. We got to get, get to this bourbon-infusing... Uh, raspberry drink spot. <laughs> it's a bourbon-infusing raspberry drink that they make. And that doesn't even make sense. But you know, it's they were. Oh no, we got to get to this place where they serve <laughs> beer, uh, super cold. And oh my god, I, I don't want to be an asshole, but I'm gonna. There was a there was. I know it just shut down, but it was called. N- not Nays, polonaise. Nice. Nice Polonaise? Yeah. yeah. That place? Mm-hmm. It just shut down, right?
0: Uh if they haven't closed the doors, it is, but yeah.
1: Right. And <sighs> who gives a fuck? Like who gives a shit about that fucking place? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to be an asshole, but like, come on. It's an old Polish restaurant yeah. with a shit dive bar next to it that plays they play polka. Yeah. It's not that fucking interesting to me. Psycho Susie's, a giant tiki bar where they'll take you out on a pontoon boat. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh-huh. Oh, an old polka spot where you can eat garbage pierogies and hang out and listen to music that no one truly gives a shit about. I know I'm saying that in Minnesota, but I don't give. Show me twenty five polka fans, and I'll show you twenty people who thought you were talking about a card game. All right, but we got we go to this fucking place. And the producers, you know, they always go in and prep the place for about an hour before. Sure. And they're like, oh, the bartender, you guys are going to love him. So we want you to just focus and talk to him. Yeah, the old guy. The old guy. So we're like, okay. Did that make the episode? I never saw it. I don't know. Yeah. But we go. And it's not like this guy was boring. He was just an old, he had, like, we were just like, all right, so how long you been working here? And he's like, "Ah, about 18 years. And then that's it. And we're like, okay, cool. Um, so, I mean, as a bartender, do you, you know, do you like just pouring beer? Do you enjoy, you know, do you enjoy making a cocktail? He's like, that's ah, whatever the customer wants. And it's like, okay. Um, so what, uh, uh, you ever see anything crazy in here? I mean, this, this bar has been here a while. It's a old school bar. You seen nuts. Nope, nothing that crazy. Just like, just like and he's not being an asshole. He's just he's just a friendly old man.
0: Yeah. Right. But he's
1: not a TV personality. No. So then it got to the point where we were just like, so what's your shoe size? Ten and a half. Just because we knew he ten and a half. Ten and a half regular. And we're asking him questions like, uh, so Ford or Chevy. Right. And he's like, I drive a Toyota. You know, we're just like and we're looking at the producers like, can we not? Can we end this now? Keep asking me questions; I'll answer, but I won't give you anything. Right? He just. He, but it, and it was no offense to that guy. I don't. I hope nobody listens to this. Is like that's my uncle. Like he was a sweet, honest man. Sure. He just, he's not a TV personality, yeah. but the producers are fucking stupid. So they're like, oh, he's so nice though. That'd be great for TV. Ugh. <laughs> and there was nothing interesting about that bar. I'm sorry, it just wasn't interesting. Mm-hmm. It was just a. But they since their dipshit producers walk in and go, "Oh wow, polka. That's different. Let's get that." And it's like different doesn't always mean fucking interesting, mm-hmm. all right? God damn it. Uh, American cheese is different from cheddar, but cheddar's far better. <laughs> yeah. And it rhymes. <laughs> um and it's just a fucking ugh. it was constantly that where like they thought they were so interesting and had had these great ideas. They were all fucking garbage, and then they wouldn't let Jay and I run with anything after a while. And it just became this thing where it's like, this is not fun. This is torture. Damn. Every episode becomes more and more of a goddamn, like, hatred fest. <laughs> like, and Jay and I got along the whole time, but even him and I had our moments. Oh, really? Yeah, they were never anything bad, but yeah. just we were just stressed out constantly. And like we're try- And then, like, every time we had a guest on, we were like, alright, our friend, and every time it was like, there was moments of like, you kind of catch eyes with him, and you're like, sorry. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't know it was going to be this much of a pain. In The the only guy who had fun with it was Rory Scoville, but Rory's also a fucking prodigy, so like at a certain point, you just can't stop him, okay. you know? <laughs> but, uh, but it's just, I don't know. I, and so we quit the show. <laughs> and I'm very, I'm happy that it happened, and it was fun, and it was two seasons and I learned a lot and I saw a lot and sometimes people come out to shows because of it and that's great but if you're going to come out to a show and you like the show like my stand up first Mm -hmm. well I'll talk to you about that world Mm -hmm. and maybe then if I like you we'll get into best bars but the people who like corner me and are immediately like oh my god we love the show we've been to all these bars and let me just tell you something more bars here's bars you should have gone to are you going to go to these bars it's like ah don't do that let's not do that I'll be nice to your face. I got to take a deep breath after you just you yeah. saying that to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, get, I get that still, where I get emails from people. I get emails from. It's not that many, but it's been enough now from people who work at bars in you know Scranton, Pennsylvania, or you know Pittsburgh, or like other cities we didn't go to. Just being like, here's all the things, man. You need to come see this bar. I've been to bars before where the owner recognizes me and then takes me on the tour. Of the bar And I And it and At some point It I, I usually am just nice about it And just Like oh cool Well thank you But That's There's been so many times I want to just be like Hey man hey man This doesn't matter I'm not gonna You're not It's not gonna make The crew come here Yeah Like I don't pick the bars Neither does Jay Esquire does And uh we're not coming here, probably, because yeah. this is a bar. You're
0: more bar rescue. Right,
1: right, 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 right. <laughs> um, or I've had to tell people when I can tell they're starting to give me the pitch, I should be like, hey, man, uh, I'm not involved with the show anymore. And then they immediately turn on me. Aww. Now I'm just another patron. I'll you know? take that drink from you yeah. right now. I'll take back that silver card status. That, <laughs> right. I'll take back that platinum uh, status. You can't just drink for free and bang my wife. <laughs> mm. What uh, What else have you been doing in the last year? Well, since I quit the show, um, I've been I've been focusing a lot more on, on standup, like because I was, you know, it wasn't like I couldn't perform much uh, during when we were shooting, but I couldn't, I, w- I couldn't perform as much as I wanted to, and there was so much holding time, waiting to hear about seasons that, like, so this year's been pretty much all about you know the performance, good because I want to record. I'm doing two things, actually. I'm going to record an album and shoot a special in the next six months. Nice. Only because, like, I've stockpiled all this material, which is hard, but I do have a lot of it. And it, 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 only about an hour of it's going to go on the when I shoot a special. Yeah. And so that leaves about, there's there's more that I know is not going to make it on the special, but it's also, like, ready to be, get out there. So I'm going to record a separate album. So it's, like, you know, different material. And just... Get them both out there. Do you have places picked to record those? Um, I I don't actually. Yeah, hmm? <laughs> right. I don't. Mm. I, this is a uh, place where people love to perform mm-hmm. and record. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't know where I'm gonna shoot the hour either. But I don't know where I'm gonna shoot the hour. But basically, like, uh, yeah, I just wanna i I wanna get out. I want to put out because I've only got the one album out there and like, Mm -hmm. you know, I had the half hour for Comedy Central and a handful of TV spots. But like, you know, I I feel like any comedian like me who's just going to do this for life. You evolve so much that you want to constantly be putting out the freshest version of you. And I haven't done that in a while. Yeah. So I want to do that,
0: you know. Uh, No, you just said I'm doing this for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Is that. Something that you always strive for, or is that something that's hit you like in the last five? Oh no, no, years? No, no! I've, I've, like, I've
1: always strived for that. I mean, like I knew, I knew early on, like I wanted this was never gonna not. I was never going to not do stand up. Yeah, I knew that. Like, yes, I love doing acting stuff, and act, you know, there, yes, there's things I'm trying to make happen in the acting world right now. But to me, that's a that's a side version of me. That's the actor version. The the stand-up me will always be me doing it, and uh, that's the truth. I mean, like, I know, yeah, there are a lot of people who they, they, they get the acting work, and before you know it, a few months go by, and they haven't done any sets, and then right. suddenly it's a couple of years, and then they're just sort of out of it for a while, and then they do a comeback special. 20 years later i remember having a conversation
0: you know? with nick swartzen yeah i'm retired retired from comedy I'm, I'm retired did he
1: yeah 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 i mean that was five years ago when he's done like two specials and then. yeah exactly <laughs> last time i saw swartzen was actually was here last year yeah when um he because he did half the week he did the tuesday wednesday thursday and oh I that did, was the yeah, week. yeah and then yeah. i did the friday okay. saturday that's right and i remember before the late saturday show on the bar he shows up Drunk, and I was like, God damn it, he's gonna fucking ask for a guest spot and he's gonna do 45 minutes of shit. And, he, <laughs> and luckily, he didn't. Oh, um, and then after my set, I go back out there and he's still there and he's fucking lit up, uh huh, you know, seven sheets till Wednesday. Yeah, like I don't even know if that's an expression. And I think he was trying to say that he liked my set or that he didn't, I couldn't tell, <laughs> but uh. I don't know if that uh, if that's uh, if that's been out there and people are trying to hide it, but yeah, Nick Swardson will drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. He will. Uh, <laughs> he can put them down with the best of them. Secrets out. Brilliantly funny comedian. Yeah. Also, he's just as good at drinking as he is at comedy. <laughs> he's real good at it. Um, and uh, I don't really know him personally though, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, dude. Like, I just I feel like I feel like this is what I love the most, and this is the thing that like. You don't need, like with everything else, with television, with movies, you need to be cast. You need a producer. You need a fucking, you know, a director. You need someone. You need other people to get involved. You need you need money. You need more and more and more money to do it. This is the one thing you don't, you just do. And you can yeah. just always do, and it's harder than everything else. But you can always do it because it's, you know, it's staying good and staying and not just writing jokes to go down the middle, mm-hmm. not pandering, writing shit. That you care about, and that you think's funny, and that you hope that there's an audience out there for you. Yeah. Do you well, have a
0: Do you have a destination for that? Like the special? Like do you want to um, sell it for five bucks on your own site? Twenty
1: bucks? Uh, Netflix? There is there is a possibility. like there are certain uh, websites that are starting to stream now, like All Things Comedy, mm-hmm. Magical and Burrs. Yeah, uh, like that. Which you know those guys are two of the best ever Mm -hmm. um they've they recently streamed jackie cations yeah yeah i think filmed it here damn right actually yeah yes and i love jackie she's one of the best and uh they streamed hers and i think they are interested in doing that more and you know that would be a i mean if i would love like i love those guys and i love what they do yeah um not only just as comedians but with that web with that whole company like Mm -hmm. they're they're like we don't that's about the comedians man comedians to the fans no middle people there's also the comedy central option of course um i mean they haven't told me no they haven't told me yes yet um and we're just in negotiations to maybe just maybe it'll happen with them yeah which would be nice um there's so many outlets now it's really but it really is all about like that's something i've got to get better at um, is being able to communicate with just the people, you know, through social media, through... I'm Because I'm a very shy person. I think most comedians are very shy. We didn't get into this to be... We got into this to be personable, personal on stage and, like, bleed it out in the performance. Yeah. But person to person, I'm very shy, you know? I haven't made eye contact with you in three <laughs> years now. I'm over here! <laughs>
0: yeah. But... Give me a chance. No, I want to... It's It's...
1: You want to find your audience. You want to find your audience. Um and that's not easy. But I think every comedian you 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 want to find your audience. And I'm looking at this audience now like there's an audience there. <laughs> but you want to find you want to find your audience. All and, these blank stares we're yeah. getting. Gonna... <laughs> and uh the only way to really do that is to I think to commit forever and it's not it's not I mean commit it's yeah it's hard sometimes and that's far, like, part of the beauty of it and I don't know man it's like uh yeah this is that this past year's been a real big awakening of like like I need to as good as I think I am I need to get better yeah and as and, and even when I think I'm at my best I need to realize that there's there's better I can get there's more to do there's levels upon levels to go th- to get to yeah
0: that's that, good you're not yeah. You're not the uh, comic
1: that is doing the same uh, show I, for four I years. I will never peak. I will always be climbing.
0: That's I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah.
1: That's because why? Why else? Yeah, you know. Do people <laughs> come up to you uh, and uh, bring up your appearances on Marin, the TV show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People. I mean, it's two two episodes hanging. With, uh, there's a guy who you know you got to admire if he wasn't so fucking hellishly. Uh, Obsessed with his own uh, insecure. I mean, like, Mark Mark Maron, I think Mark Maron's fucking hilarious, mm-hmm. brilliant. Um, his show's good, but uh, there's someone right there who just can't accept success. No. Just can't. Just cannot. It can't. It, it a great, I mean, we're on the set uh, talking with the director who was Bobcat fucking Goldthwait. Uh, I've heard of him. Yeah. Oh, no, he wasn't directing that day. He was just there, but he was going to direct the next episode. I forgot who was directing that episode. But, yeah, it's like the cast, and we're all talking about the next scene, and Mark just suddenly goes, fuck, damn it. And we look at Mark, and he's on his phone, and he's like, why why don't I have more followers than Babiglia? And we're like, Mark, who gives a shit, dude? We're on the set of your fucking TV show. Yeah. You've already got, what, 500,000, whatever it is? Like, stop it. No one said that to him because i you're terrified. Mark's a terrifying, brooding presence. <laughs> But, I mean, he's a sweetheart. He's a very nice dude. And, like I said, I think he's a brilliant comedian. But something about, like, you don't want to become that, where you just can't accept that you've made it.
0: I love his podcast, but and literally only listen when I'm feeling down. Yeah, just to sort of shake yourself out of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, oh, here's another guy that's having trouble with something.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah. All right. Oh, the president of the United States of America comes on your podcast? Yeah. <laughs> um... That's that's insane, but yeah, that's yeah. also it's also I mean, it's like yeah, Mark, you're the only guy a lot of people can say they've been to the White House. You're the only guy who says the president's been to your house. Mhm. But, you know, um that's Mark. But I mean, yeah, like people bring up Maren, but it's funny cuz people bring up Schumer a lot. And Amy Schumer is a wonderfully wonderfully uh nice human being and 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 I I think she's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, beautiful performer, fucking brilliant comedian, really. And the show's great. I was only on one episode, yeah, and I was only for like four lines. And she was nice enough to just give that that part to me and let me sort of run with the lines. It was fucking. And Neil Brennan was the director of that episode. Oh, okay. So yeah, it was like they were both nice enough to be like, I hey, just you know here's a line, but just sort of do it your way. And in and out, forty five minutes. Yeah, it was great. And uh, but people always bring up like, so you were on Amy's show? And i was like, oh, this, you know, one episode. Season one for probably 75 seconds, maybe 80 seconds, you know, you can start telling people that was the Emmy season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And man, she's just a prime example of fucking how goddamn stupid and idiotic social media the sycophant, how how they praise her. And then there's one somewhat racial, not even a racist joke she tells years ago when people try and turn on her yeah. it's like fuck you all yeah. fuck you all you cannot you know what i'm saying your pie you can't you cannot give your pioneer shit because they had to fucking draw their swords at some point you know yeah. what i mean uh-huh. like, how do you think they got to where they are damn right you know like don't there's bl- yeah yeah you know, there's yes yes they got a little dirty uh-huh. to get fucking great you gotta, you know we got we all got to get a little dirty to get to a certain point to become great don't Oh, I hate that shit. I hate that digging up people's past.
0: You know, did you know that locally here, they uh, there's a lot of controversy about some names of the lakes because they may or may not have uh, owned slaves? Oh, right?
1: Well, that's okay. Then if that's the case, you're going to have to trace everything back to the beginning of history. Right. Like so we, Focusing on the past doesn't help. It's learning from it and changing it for the future. But... It, it, what the fuck is changing the name of a goddamn lake going to do for those slaves, for example, if they were slave owners? Yeah. Is it going to, oh, they could finally be free of their shackles in heaven? No, it doesn't work like that. Does it change, you know, will sex slavery end? Are you sen- Who are you sending a message to? Right. Who's the message being sent to? Right. Just don't name another lake after a guy. Maybe do a little research next time you name a fucking lake. There's 10,000 of them. I'm sure there's at least two grand that haven't been named That's yet. That's true. <laughs> I don't know, it's just, I, I don't, every, it's not, because here's the thing, if I believed that every internet, uh, every publication, or every time someone went after, if I believed it was all truly being done in the name of righteous human interaction, I'd be behind most of it. But it's not, It's all of it's done in the name of selfish, self-righteous, attention-wanting Bullshit. Mm -hmm. Everyone's doing it because they want to be the next voice. They want to be the next uh, online sheriff of human interaction, and it's you're not going to be. And you got there's always going to be something that someone says or something that someone does that hurts another person's feelings. That's life, and it's necessary because getting hurt is what makes you a stronger fucking individual, and we all need it on some level. And to to try and stop it. Obviously isn't working. No. But to try and make each other stronger against it so that it no longer has any power when someone tries to hurt you, that's the play. The fact that we're not doing that sucks. But that's if you look at some of the strongest people, it's because they went through some of the shittiest shit. Sure. And they're not harping the whole, like, we all need to be nicer shit. They play the you need to be stronger card. And I'm, you know, I'm not, and I'm not saying some fucking kid who was molested by eight uncles needs to step it up. No, that's a, that's a, that's a case where you're like, no, 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 you get a pass, bud. Mm-hmm. Let's talk it out. Let's help you through this. Yeah. But the person who gets called a fucking, you know, call someone i uh, uh, I'm trying to get the right fucking word. To, you know, someone who gets picked on in school, sissy, for being a, for being a. No, if you're, a, look, dude. We all get called, you know, we all get called, and I don't want to upset your listeners, so we all get called a derogatory word for gay when you're not a jock. Correct. You know? (laughs) And not saying that word is fucking acceptable now, because that's not at all what I'm trying to say. Right. But what I'm trying to say is instead of just constantly policing the world, looking for people who are going to say shit like that, making them more prone to say it now. It's about taking the individual and being like, these people don't matter. Mm -hmm. These people are fucking idiots that will one day probably you will step on. You will crush their stupid skulls (laughs) walking like the king that you are. The The reason they're going after you is because you're unique and you're individual and you're beautiful and people are terrified of beautiful things. So don't mind them. That's that's what we need to be doing.
0: I am going to, uh, huh? honestly, I want to play, Um, you know, all these episodes are saved. I want to save this and play it back to my daughter. I yeah. have two daughters and neither have really experienced that, you know, I'm I'm fearing when it happens of the, you oh, know, yeah. bullying, it'll, it'll or, happen. you know, coming home, having a really hard time right. with, you know, the bratty kids at school. Right. I, I, can I just play this for them? Your g- great pep talk. Everything I just yeah. said? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I mean, like. It's legit. It what's well, true, man. Like, you can't. I just feel like we're making we're making the, this whole anti-bullying like it's yes bullies suck but they fuck it I mean Bill Burr says this all way better than I do mm-hmm. but like it's not it's just like a I don't it's not just let, let's take out bullies take, let's talk about adults in society like to try and weed out to try and just tell adults like you cannot speak this way you have to think this way. It's like now you're just making adults more prone to want to be fucking assholes. Uh And they can now because they're adults and you don't tell an adult what to do, you know, but like and I'm look, I'm I'm once again, I'm not saying I'm not defending anyone who uses any words. I'm not saying the guy like Shady Petoskey, who is a friend of mine, who is a trans woman who just tweet live tweeted her getting tossed out of the Orlando airport. Oh, you know him? I know, I know Shady. Yes. Really, personally, oh,
0: yes. very I was well. Reading that story
1: yesterday, she was on her way to Minneapolis. Know her very well. Yeah, she is a she is super fucking cool, and she actually uh, last time last time I did Conan, um, and I was in New Orleans, and I flew to L.A. She picked me up at the airport and drove me to the hotel in Burbank for no reason. She's cool. She's just a fucking cool person, man. And to to, to get picked up at the uh, the airport in L.A. is a gift. Is, a, is someone basically being like, Merry Christmas. Oh, okay. Because it's a pain in the ass. Okay. It's fucking far from the city. And then you're going to be in traffic no matter what time of day it is. So that was cool. Yeah, she's a friend of mine. That's all completely unacceptable. That's just fucking idiot, ignorant, monstrous behavior. For people that didn't hear. They, on their behalf. They, I want to play that up. Not on, yeah, on, right, on right, their, right. Uh, on the TSA. Yeah, they detained her. Because of the anomaly. Anomaly. They used yeah. the word anomaly. Yeah, and then tried to force her to go through as a man. Yeah. And then tried to, it, it was fucking hideous behavior and just stupid. Like, come on. Like, if you're not, if you can't understand the trans movement, you're uh, being a fucking moron. Mm-hmm. You're not allowing yourself to. If, because the argument of, like, how is that even possible, being born in the wrong body, the wrong gender? It's like, how is it possible for someone to be born schizophrenic? How is it f- possible for someone to have multiple personality disorder? How is it possible for someone to be born a sociopath? Mm-hmm. How is it possible for someone to be born with Down syndrome? That's none the of these are chosen. None of, and, none of, and, and I'm not comparing any of these to uh, being very clear about that. I'm not comparing transgender to these things.
0: You're calling it a handicap, clearly. No, no, <laughs> that's
1: not what I'm doing. No. What I am doing is pointing out that the bot, the through the birthing process, a mistake can be made. And someone can come out ill-fitted yeah which is what transgender is you're a female born as a male yeah. or a male born as a female it was something went wrong and it needs to be corrected it's not a big fucking deal it's not even that weird when you think about it so yeah what the tsa did in orlando they should be fucking ashamed like that is just ridiculous but so i'm not defending anyone i'm not saying shady needs to fucking beef up in this situation no it's all them. That's
0: a perfect example.
1: Yeah, it's all the ts. It's all the people coming at her, are fucking monsters. I'm saying though, the kid who's kind of fat, who get you know, or, or the adult who's a, a bigger fucking person and is getting fat shamed or something. It's yeah. like, no, we need to. That's going to take the pert adult in this situation, be hey, buddy, you are a little chubby, but who gives a fuck? Yeah, you're a human being, and it's who you are, and this is how you live your life. Don't even fucking listen to those assholes. What about adults with braces, though? I mean, that's come on. Get your goddamn braces taken off. (laughs) What are you, 12? No, (laughs) i No, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you should also not pick on people. That's just a rule of thumb. No one should be that insecure past the age of 15 or let's say 25 where you have to shit on people. You, if Let that go. Did you say
0: that because that's when you stopped? No, because that's so when I, re- cause I
1: realized that 15, everyone should still be very insecure. Yeah. Yeah, but 25 is roughly... 25 is roughly the, all right, you should you should be enough of a human being at this point to not have to be an asshole to strangers yeah. or to people different from you. And f- in fact, we should reverse the whole goddamn thing. Bully shaming. Why aren't we bully shaming? I'm all for it. Cause, cause, and, and I know people are like, no, you can't. No, yeah, you can fight fire with dynamite. Yeah, put the goddamn fire out. Like you should be allowed to just reverse it and just get back. Like, fuck you, bully. What's wrong with you? Why are you? <coughs> oh, excuse me. And then they break down, and we learn why they're a bully. And then we're the bullies. That's probably why we can't bully shame.
0: I the the person in my life when you when you say bully that I think of. Yeah. uh once we were uh, we were experimenting with drugs one evening, yeah, and he out of nowhere punched me square in the balls and made everybody laugh. That'll happen, yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, I no. mean, I, I, I wish death on this guy after that yeah, happened. That's yeah. how fucking pissed I was. That was twenty years ago. Yeah. Now he's like the greatest guy. we Facebook friends, and he like he's like a deep thinker, loves
1: his wife and daughter, yeah. and it's just like, I, is he the same guy? Dude, there was a guy in high in high school who bullied me. He bullied everyone. His fucking piece of shit named Andy Volts. I don't give a fuck. That's his real name. Look him up. <laughs> um, he, um, He was just a fucking all-around bully piece of shit. Um, Tried to fuck me once, though. Tried to, like, in college, in the college years of our life. Um, I was in Hammond, Louisiana, Southeastern Louisiana University. A bunch of my friends went there. I was in Baton Rouge, you know, half an hour away. Bunch of us go there to party. Andy Voltz is there. My ride leaves wherever I end up staying at his place. He's like, "Yeah, you fuck crash with me, Pat, and fuck you. And then he makes me food, and then he keeps trying to get me to sleep in the bed with him. Keeps trying to get me to sleep in the bed with him. And I'm like, I'm going to sleep on your couch. And he's like, why do you want to sleep in the bed with me? What's wrong? And then he comes out in his underwear. What? Because clearly he was a fucking closet homosexual, and he beat up on people because— we were different. We were, and then, sure. and, and, and then now we were twenty years old, twenty-one years old, and he's trying to fight. Totally trying to get me to come drunkenly sleep in the bed with them. And then the next morning, is fucking get the fuck out of here, Pat. You, you still doing here? I'm like, you know, what Fuck you, dude. But he was just, he was just a total <laughs> scumbag, piece of shit. Picked on everyone, fucked with everyone, punch ball punching, nut slapping, a lot of. A lot of aggression towards everyone around him's testicles. Yeah. You know, a lot of t- a lot of humiliating, because he was a strong guy. A lot of, like, putting you in a chokehold at parties. Oh, yeah, that's a- fun. In front of people. That's fun. To the point where you're like, I'm going to pass, please. And be like, not kiss me on the cheek. Kiss me on the fucking cheek. And you're like, oh, God damn it. I can't. I can't breathe. And then he lets you go, and now you're just humiliated. And everyone's like, are you okay? But doesn't want to talk to you, because you're the guy who just got made look like a fucking fool. Right. Did that to me a lot. What's
0: up, chicken wing?
1: Yeah. yeah. Just a fucking chicken wing, huh? That was, that was your? That's <laughs> no. I you? I, huh? That fits for that, doesn't it? Chicken wing? Oh, yeah. chicken wing. Ah, yeah. oh, I see. Uh-huh. But I, 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 never, I haven't looked this guy up, but the last time I saw him was over Mardi Gras maybe 10 years ago, and his life didn't seem like it was going anywhere nice. So fuck that guy. <laughs> I hope it's worse than when I fucking saw him. <laughs> cuz that's what happens to people like that's what happens to people like yeah. him which is why i think we need to take the individuals of light and just just realize like anyone who is a pure piece of shit is because they are literally like that's not literally they are figuratively <laughs> there you go let's, lo- let's lo- use the right word there they are figuratively <laughs> pieces of shit and their lives are never going to be better, and yours is because the reason you're being fucked with is because you're different. Yeah. Because there's something to you. And that goes for—especially if you're an adult, you know, because it's not working the other way, I don't think. Not enough. You know? Uh, It's—but that being said, the—what uh, what got us off on this rant? I don't remember, but I like okay, it. neither. Yeah.
0: Um, we've been doing it for almost an hour, so I don't know, I'm, I shouldn't take up too much more of your time, but, um, before, what? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, you, you had a, sp- a story about a bachelor party. Oh, yeah, I just, Let's in May. Let's squeeze that one in here.
1: In May, I went to, we went to my best friend's bachelor party in motherfucking Cuba. 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 And we tricked them good, right? There was ten of us, right? We work out this whole Cuba You know, we work it out, plan to go to Cuba. Um, We went through Canada. This was in May. The embassy wasn't open yet, so it was still sort. It was just a few months ago, but it was still sort of like, eh, you, you can go maybe if you want. Are there tourist brochures for
0: Cuba? Absolutely not.
1: Yeah, I didn't think so at the time. Now I think they're starting to open up flights to Cuba. At the time, the only flight to Cuba in May was a chartered JetBlue flight out of New York. That was a chartered flight. So it was good for 10 people, it's going to be a fuck ton of money. Yeah. You could also go through Mexico. One of us went through Mexico and ultimately got ripped off by the the ticket he bought online was an airline that didn't exist. And then he had to pay at the airport in Cancun. He had to buy a sh- another ticket to Cuba, which is a quick flight, but it was a lot of goddamn money. Sure. Um, and then when he got that ticket, the plane was oversold. So he had to wait for the next flight. Which is hours later, so it, it was it was a hassle for him to go through Mexico. The the other uh we all went through Canada. Canadians have been going to Cuba forever. There was never an embargo with them, so they are tons of airlines and set up. And it was very easy. We just were like they were like we don't care that you're Americans going to Cuba. You're we're going to get money. Mm-hmm. We'll set up the whole. We'll help everything. We'll be your travel agent. But to the bachelor, he didn't know, so we we pulled the the wool over his eyes. We had, a, we had this long email chain going that all the people, the nine of us in the party, uh, you know, discussing it. Then we started another one, like, and it was like a, hey, that, and we accidentally looped in the bachelor's his name's Darius. We abs- accidentally looped da- Darius in, and it was like, hey, sorry, we're starting another chain just because the other one got a little bit cluttered. So anyway, for Toronto, it's going to be fun. So we, we set up like we're we're going to Toronto for his bachelor party, uh, because his uncle lives there and he's like, Darius, his uncle set up, you know, we're gonna go to a we're gonna go to a Mets uh fucking Toronto Blue Jays game. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna hang out, we're gonna go see we're gonna go to the Niagara Falls. It's all this dumb shit. <laughs> and then eventually Darius responded like, Okay, well, I guess we're going to Toronto. That's cool. And we and then we all were like, Oh no, who put Darius on here? Christ. And then all made a point to look like uh anyway. But he didn't care. He, he he wasn't, like, being shitty. He was just like, oh, cool, Toronto. So then he gets to Toronto, and we're like, fuck you, dude. We're getting on another flight. And we also packed you a separate luggage. Oh, I was going to So was gonna ask, yeah. leave your luggage in this locker okay. at the airport. We're going, ha, ha, fuck you, man. So completely tricked. Wool completely pulled over the eyes. He had nice. no clue, and he was blown away. So we get to Cuba. It was fucking outrageous, man. Because here's a few things. You got to understand about Cuba that we okay. The first night we spent at a resort in Varadaro, which is all you know, it's just a resort with other Canadians and Europeans and Cubans, and it was it was fun. But it's a resort, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like all inclusive, so everything's in really small servings, <laughs> and there's yoga and rumba classes everywhere and yeah. Zumba, and then there's a beach, and the beach was nude. We didn't know that until we got to the beach. And we're like, oh, this is okay. Let's all act like we think this is. They all act like we're not affected by. This <laughs> just nude, beautiful, gorgeous Cuban fucking women, yeah, Ugh. um and beautiful European women everywhere, but then that was only one night, then we go to Havana, and uh when we get to Havana, which is a two hour bus ride, through like rural Cuba, which is insane to witness, because it's like, oh wow, this is like this isn't. America. This isn't gas stations. This is side of the road huts. And like you pull over and get a margarita or a pina colada or a. They don't, they, they don't actually have mojitos in Cuba. That's a total. Mo, mojitos and Cuban sandwiches. That's Miami. Okay. It's from Cuba, but it's fucking no. It's not a thing in Cuba, you know? Um, but it's like you, you pull over, there's like bars on side the road, but they're little huts. And you could buy a Che Guevara hat. It's, but it's not like, you know what I'm saying? It's just not like the highways here you're so used to. Uh-huh. And that was the thing that got to me the most over five days in Cuba was you don't – not only do you not see any American franchises, you don't see any franchises because it's communist, right? Sure, yeah. So it's not capitalist, not about the money, you know? So they uh, – and that fucked with me because a few days in I think I experienced some anxiety that I think was based on like my – Cause you go to fucking Beijing right now, you're gonna find a McDonald's. Sure, you know, and they're communists too, but differently, I guess, a different, <laughs> or they just don't have the, they not have the embargo, right? You know, but the there was like a, there's a dependency. I think as an American, I developed on just seeing a Starbucks, which I don't fucking care to go, Like when I'm when I'm in Amsterdam, I went to a McDonald's just to see if they really call it a Royale with cheese, which they don't, which was disappointing, um, or maybe they changed it. Um, when I was in Germany, stop asking. Yeah. When I was in Germany, I ate at a Burger King only because they have something called a breakfast burger. So you, it's a it's a Whopper with then eggs, bacon, and cheese on top of the already made Whopper. It was good, wasn't it? Was it? Fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, and I went into a Taco Bell in uh, Belgium just to like see, like look, look at that. But I don't support these, you know. I got gotcha. you. But but as an American traveler, you still there's some level of comfort when you see a Starbucks. You're like, fuck it. I fucking hate Starbucks. You probably just want something to hate on. Yeah. And you know you can be like, god damn it. There's a fucking Starbucks in Luxembourg. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But the, there's a comforting thing seeing it. And being in Cuba for five days and not seeing it all, there was a day where I was like, where am I? Yeah. It's like a it's like a feeling of like, oh, okay. How about the cars on the road? Yeah. They're all 50s, 60s. Is that? has got to be just They're all 50s, 60s or like 80s Russian Oh, like, really? Yeah, 80s, like, small Russian vehicles, you know? Um, but this is the craziest part. So we take the two-hour bus ride. We get to the hotel in Havana, and then Darius realizes, oh, shit, left my fucking passport in the safe in the hotel in Varadaro two hours away. Uh-oh. And we were like, you couldn't have left your passport in a worse goddamn country, you dumb shit. Yeah. Um, You basically just left all of our passports. Because we traveled as a group, and if one of us isn't allowed back on the flight, none of us are allowed back oh. on the flight. Fuck you! Um, thank God you speak Spanish. <laughs> and uh, we—this is what ended up happening. We called the ho- we called the var the resort from the hotel. They basically told us, "Oh yeah, we have it. Just uh, come get it." And we were like, "Okay." Uh, and then we were talking to the concierge at the hotel. Like, who, what's your, how much do you think it'll cost to get back to our daughter? He's like, well, I just don't. you guys don't have to go. Just ask one of the cab drivers to do it. Like, they'll do it. Just give them some money. They'll do it. And we're like, okay. And then we met this dude, Pepe. And we're like, hey, uh, 200 euro? Because you can't use American cash in Cuba. And you can't use your American credit card. So you have to bring cat. We all brought euro and a Canadian dollar. Okay. Um, and their currency is one-to-one with ours. Oh, So it's not like other – when you go to Mexico and you're like, here's $100, now give me my 5,000 fucking pesos. Right. To them, they're like, no, $1 for one peso. Okay, We're not poorer than you. We're just d- – d- we ration differently. <laughs> um, and this dude went two hours later, uh, four hours later, came back with it, no big deal, 200 euro, bam – got the passport back and that's when we learned that Cuba is the safest fucking country on the planet apparently there's no there's no crime no yes you get hustled of course you get hustled but it's never for anything crazy you know it's for like a it's for 5 fucking euro here and there you know someone someone tells you why you know there's a guy who like selling beers outside a bar right yeah. like don't buy the beers in there i'll give you a beer for half price and then you buy that beer and then the bouncer doesn't let you back into the bar Because you can't come back with that beer, but you also can't have that beer because you're on the bar premises. So you got to drink it and then pay a fine for having it. Wow. And then you realize, oh, you motherfuckers are in cahoots, Uh and I just got taken for 10 bucks Fine. Thank you.
0: That's the Cuban three-card Monty.
1: Right, right. But you're not going to get murdered or raped or mugged. But it's also because it's a society where they come down so hard on the criminals, and they reward you for being a snitch. Oh, okay. So – People are afraid, terrified. Um, but there's everyone. Healthcare there is excellent. That's the real reason America opened the borders up is because Cuban doctors discovered a vaccine for lung cancer or created one. So America wants first dibs on that. So there you go. Everyone's healthy as shit. Beautiful teeth. Uh, no <laughs> one's fat, but no one's malnourished. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's weird seeing communist society. It's very like because everyone has exactly what they need. And there's that part of you that's like, wow, no one here's greedy or just about or impressed with money. But then also, they're very limited to the information they can they have access to. Right. So there's right. that down. That's the downside. But you wouldn't sell out many shows there. No, oh, I did. So we did see a comedian there, though. Really? We did like go to this one bar, and there was a fucking Cuban comedian making fun of Europeans, and it was really garbage. But and he was like, "Ooh, I'm dressed like a woman. Ooh, look at me. <clears throat> I'm a man dressed like a woman. Isn't that funny?" He was saying it in Spanish. <laughs> but so here's the thing. Other thing about Cuba, because it's free healthcare, because everyone is healthy, because only Canadians and Europeans have been visiting there for the past fifty years, who also have free healthcare, um, and because of the U.S. trade embargo, one of the things they didn't get in Cuba is STDs. Um, everyone is a prostitute. Every single Human being on that fucking island is for sale to fuck. Oh. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, it's like the entire island works for Littlefield or Littlefinger. <laughs> Littlefinger. Entire <laughs> island works for Littlefinger. Anyone can be bought, and some of them are obvious about it. Uh huh. You walk into any bar, there obviously a, there's the harem of gorgeous women in tight dresses who come right up to you as soon as they hear your American accent, and will offer you sexual favors. Really? And yeah. Okay. And uh, it was, they're everywhere. And even women who aren't, because there was one night a friend of ours, the, uh, his name's Gabe. He uh, probably doesn't want me telling his real name, so his name's George. Uh, he took this girl home. He just met this girl at a bar, and then he takes her back to the hotel where we all, we all go hang out at the hotel bar afterwards. Because Cuba's legit 24 hours. Like, you go into bars, and you see the bartender sleeping, and you wake them up, and they'll give you drinks. Like, seriously. And... <laughs> He brings his girl back, and they're hanging out. And she's like, you know, she's just dressed in jeans and a T-shirt. Like, doesn't, uh, no way she's for sale, probably. But they go up to his room, and then he comes back there. He's like, hey, can I borrow 100 euro from anyone? We're like, what, really? And he's like, well, she made a good point. Like, we're never going to see each other again. And why not, why don't I pay her for one night together? And we were like, well, that is a good point. They're not capitalists, but they are maybe a little Mm, bit. mm -hmm. But, so... you're. Everyone except the bachelor and I partook. Well, that's not true. F- three of us, three people partook in the sex, uh-huh. right? And one of them uh, is a guy who has a very long-term girlfriend, right? And he like was just being like, "I gotta do this, right? I gotta do this, right? I just come on, like she'd understand, right? I'm in Cuba. These women are fucking gorgeous. Like, come on, whatever. Come on. And I'm just, I'm just being like, hey, man. I'm, and and by the way, this is. The night has gotten, it's like three in the morning. We, all of our friends have gone back to the hotel. There's no cell phones f- for us in Cuba. Okay. So we, right. we're just like, uh, we'll just, we'll find our way home at some point. We both be, speak Spanish enough. Anyway, so he really wants to, this one girl in particular, he really wants to fuck. He's like, it's a hundred, she, she said she's like 150, and they'll give us a ride because they will not come back to your hotel. Like that one girl did it undercover. But the the the, the obvious one—they will not come back to your hotel. So
0: where do they take you? They
1: take you to basically a a fuck pad. Oh yeah. And you have to agree to go. And there's a—they all have a driver, not a pimp, just a guy. Makes sense, just a guy who's a friend of theirs who's just around. Uh huh. You know. So, this girl's fucking hot, and she, and he's like, yeah. She says she had to go. She says it's a short ride. Um, you have to come with me, man. He's like, I'm like, what the fuck? Come on. He's like, come on, seriously, please. I'm like, God damn it. All right, I'll go with you. So we go. We just hop in this 58, you know, Chevy Corsica. And there's <laughs> this young dude driving, and we don't even talk to him. Right. And basically, I sit in the front seat, and he and her get in the back. And then we get, you know, 10-minute drive. We get to this house. And he to me he's like his English is pretty good. He's like, do you want uh, a girl? Do you want a girl? I'm like, no, 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 man. I just want to hang out. And he's like, shit. I don't know if that's cool. Like, you might need to. I don't know if that's okay. And then we get out of the car and they're walking up and my friend's looking at me and I'm like, I gotta go with him, man. He's like, I don't know if that's cool, man. All right, well, go see. I don't know if that's gonna be cool. And I get out and we go and the, the the girl knocks on the door and this old woman answers and sees us and is like, come in, come in. And then even to me, she's like, come in, come in. I'm like, I guess it's cool. So we come into this house. It's a house. And they they speak some Spanish. And I see the old woman go open this door. And there's a room. And she makes sure it's like the bed's made and everything. And she just makes sure everything's made. And she waves them in. And then they go in. She shuts the door. And then to me, she's like, she basically says to me, like, "Um, are you going to go next? Mm -hmm. Because there wasn't any other girls. And I was like, are you waiting? And I was like, no, no, no. no, no. I'm just here with my friend. Support me, amigo, whatever. And she's like, oh, okay. And she makes like the, are you thirsty? You want something to drink? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, uh, yeah, yes, please. And she comes back with a Cristal. That's their beer. Okay. She comes back with a beer. And I was like, oh, thank you. And then she fucking goes away. And I'm, in, I'm sitting there for like five minutes. And then this dude who drove us comes in, who I didn't realize sitting next to him. But like when I saw him walk in, I was like, oh, this, this dude's like 15 tops. Like he, I didn't realize how young he was. And he goes and he starts banging on the door that my friend and the girl are in. And I'm sitting there like in this dark living room with like a beer, like, wait, what the fuck? What? I don't. Oh shit. And he's banging on the door and then she fucking opens the door and they start yelling at each other in Spanish. And then she slams the door and then opens it again and gives him an MP3 player. Okay. That I guess she had in her purse or something. And he takes it and storms back out. And I was like, Oh my God, that might be her little brother. And that older woman was probably her fucking mom. Right? Wow. Interesting. Okay? And I'm sitting there, and then five more minutes later, my friend comes storming out of the room. He's like, come on, come on, man. let's go. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, we have to go. Come on. And I was like, all right, all right, everybody, fuck, bye. Bye. Okay, we leave. And then the, the kid's outside with the empty, you know, and he's like, oh, hey, and he's like, just expecting to drive us back to the bar, and we get in the car. And we drive back, and he's like, what's the hotel? And we tell him the hotel, and my friend's just, like, freaking out. He's like, stop the car, man. Can you hey, stop? Can you tell the kid to stop? And, and I'm like, I'm not. My Spanish is worse than yours. But the kid, he, he speaks English, by the way. <laughs> and he's like, he stops, and he's like, do you guys know where you're going? Because my friend wants to walk. And he's like, yeah. He's like, look, and he tells us, like, just two miles that way. Just You're fine. Just walk. It's along the seaboard. And it's as the sun is coming up, right? So it's beautiful. Sounds nice. Yeah. And we're walking, and my friend's just real quiet. And I could tell he's guilty as the fuck. Over, And I'm like, look, man. I mean, and he's like, I can't believe what I just did, man. I've been with her for four goddamn years, and I just threw it all goddamn down the toilet. Oh, God. I can't believe what I just fucking did, man. I can't fucking believe it. And I'm, like, trying to, like, calm him down. I'm like, listen, like, it's okay. Like, I, just look, man, You did you use a condom? And he was like, no, we didn't fuck. I was like, wait, what do you mean? What? And he was like, look, I got, nuke, I got naked, and then she was starting to undress, and I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I was like, okay. And he's like, then I paid her and we left. I was like, so you just, paid a, you just paid a woman to get naked in front of and then storm out of the room, and why are you freaking out? He's like, because I did that. I was like, you didn't do anything. And he's like, I gotta fucking tell. And I'm like, you don't have oh! to. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to say anything about this. Anything. And for the rest of the trip, the next three days, he was just this wreck. Oh no, this destroyed human being who would go home early every night and half the time wouldn't even come out with us. We still had an amazing time. Yeah. Like one night we ran, We met the cigar czar of the former cigar czar of Cuba. A tobacco SAR. Mm-hmm. And he took us to his private, just randomly met him at this hotel bar. He took us to his private Humidor, and we'd been smoking these cohibas we got the first night. And he took one of them, and he's like, Oh, man, this is this is Honduran. Like, you guys have been smoking fake Cubans <laughs> even in Cuba. No. Let me hook you up. Wow. And, he gave, and then he gave us all a Monte Cristo for like an actual, for free. Uh huh. Didn't charge us. And that was when it was like, Oh, that's a Cuban cigar. I to, that's a fucking Cuban cigar. I get it now, but the guy in question, his name is Ryan. I shouldn't say his real name, but his name is Ryan. When we're flying back, he's like, I'm going to tell her. And when we all got back to the States, respectively, like he went back to where he lives in uh, Texas, and he's like, I'm going to tell her. And I texted him like, dude, you really don't fucking do it, seriously. And he texted me back like, got to. And then he just wasn't at the wedding. No one heard, no one knew shit. Darius and I talked about it. We are like, I guess he told her? I don't know. And he just wasn't there, right? Uh-huh. So it was one of those crazy fucking things of like, this dude totally just, uh... Holy shit. <laughs> uh, And his, his real name's not Ryan. Is that his, actual name's, his actual name's Greg. I don't know, I feel like calling him out. <laughs> I, I, I tried to give him a fake name. There was another guy named Ryan on the bachelor party uh, who didn't actually who slept with no prostitutes uh, but did do something awesome. He makes a lot of money, so he brought, like, €5,000 to Cuba, and we ended up calling him the Iron Bank because oh. we all ran out of money. We are like, can we borrow more money? And then we blew all of his money. Yeah, We blew all of his fucking money on drinks and food, and it was crazy. Um, but the craziest thing, getting back into the States, I got separated from everyone else because I was flying a different airline from toronto back in okay so we all kind of was like what are we going to say at the border kind of thing um turns out everyone said the truth and nothing went wrong oh. except, except me oh, what? i was the only one who intended to lie because i initially when i had my little document form i wrote cuba i was like i'm not fucking lying and then as i'm in line uh you know what countries visit cuba fuck it and then as i'm in line i just start getting paranoid and thinking about it. i'm like that's gonna be me and edward snowden Shacked down somewhere in the Ukraine. Uh-huh. Fuck. So right there in line, I, cha- I wrote Canada. Because I had Cuba, but you just put the U. That easily turns into an I A. I thought you were going to switch it to scuba diving. No. A Cuba. So Q- C, U, turn that into an A. really yeah, yeah. easy. B, just wrote a hard N over that. Yeah, very and hard And I even fake tripped, fake stumbled in case there were cameras. When you oh, were writing? When I was writing the N. <laughs> Come on. Right? And then now there's another A. And then you just add a D-A, and now it's Canada. Right there. But the funny thing was, as soon as I... That, that's the thing you forget is American customs. When you go through American customs, any customs, just have fucking bravado. Mm. Just act like you've already been in the country. Go in hard. And I, I forgot about that fact. I was just like, hey, all right. And they were just like, uh, what were you what were you doing? And I was like, I was at a bachelor party. And they were like, okay. You know, and you're back in. Mm-hmm. I was like, whew. Everyone else, though, just was like, fuck it, we're in Cuba. Even the guy... One of our friends bought a couple of Monte Cristos. And brought them back? And told them. Was like, yeah, I've got these. And they were like, oh, okay, you got to pay a small fine. But now he's got like 50 Monte Cristos. Nice. But, um, yeah, our our friend Greg, we don't know. Uh, none of us have really talked to him. Really? Yeah, we don't know what the fuck happened. But him and his girlfriend in Houston, Texas, hope they're still together. Because he couldn't, he felt so guilty to pay a woman to get naked in front of, and then realize that he loved his girlfriend. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying but, to. I'm
0: trying to think. Uh, we should. We got to wrap this up. Of taking oh, yeah, up a lot should, of your time, but I do yeah. want to. Uh, you're in. Let's say you're in a serious relationship like he was, and you get to that point. What? Just go back to think like any gal you've had a close relationship with. You can you picture some that would have taken that well? Wait. Say that again. Could. Have you ever been in a relationship where you if you did something like that, like, all right, hey, I I was going to, I had intentions to, and I didn't. Is, uh, do you know a woman that would take that like, oh, you
1: do love me? Dude, you know what? Here's the thing. Um, and I've talked to other women about this. Um, that a situation like that specifically, I just don't think there's any reason to talk about it. I'm gonna say why. Uh, because women do the same shit. Like, that's a thing that like Part of, I guess, just male stereotype being able to be more honest and more, not be more honest, but be more open about that kind of shit. And we're scum. Men are pigs. Women are fucking pigs, too. And that's the thing. Like, maybe not every relationship, but like every like sexual thought you've had or any time like you've had these things where like about another woman or there's times where like you've maybe hung out with a bar at a bar with for three more drinks with a girl you kind of knew and flirted your ass off And went to the bathroom And had that thought of like Am I gonna? No I'm not I love this person And then you left She's done it too Yeah, she, Your girlfriend has done it as well We, are, It's human nature and you just gotta accept it So with shit like that No You don't talk about it <clears throat> You don't bring it up You let it go You just accept that it happened on that end too And that's And also to me like if I knew My girlfriend had an experience like that where she, like, maybe even went so far as, like, get a ride from a guy and thought about inviting him up and then didn't last minute because she was like, no, what am I doing? And it was – and then it was because fucking – great. Yeah, of course it stings initially, but then it's like, no, that's actually cool. Yeah. That it – your feelings for me outweigh – Your basic human desire that you can't control—you can't control that shit. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, you make the choice whether to do it or not, but no one can control the desire. And you know, that's all you can really hope for is that you and your lover both are able to overcome the desire for the rest of your life and redirect it towards each other. There you go.
0: What uh, What was the most someone was charging for a night? Uh, of sex or five minutes of sex or whatever it was. that I
1: don't that I I, I think it was no all one compared them. prices no no actually no one because they didn't want to talk about it after doing it but the most I've ever the most I, but I, I mean I know probably American prostitutes charge way more than any other country like I'm, I'm I mean I remember I had a friend we were in uh, Tampa or uh, in Fort Lauderdale at the Hard Rock Casino mm-hmm. and I was doing sets and this kid was opening for me I say kid he's actually older than me but uh. <laughs> And he, he paid eight hundred dollars for one night with this eh, relatively attractive girl. But eight hundred dollars. Yikes. Eight hundred fucking dollars. And to my knowledge, that club only paid six hundred <laughs> to feature. So <laughs> like, Yeah, there you go. What's
0: better, one eight hundred or eight one hundreds? Exactly. <laughs> uh
1: shit, that's it. <laughs> that's for Mr. George Carlin to answer. There you go.
0: Yeah. Uh Sean, it's
1: been great, man. Thank you, bud. Uh People can find you on Twitter. Mm-hmm. My website, uh, my Twitter's at Mr. Sean Patton. Yep. Twitter is uh, that's my web that's Twitter. My website is SeanOliverPatton.com. dot com.
0: Do you do Instagram?
1: I, yeah, I do. Do I? I'm not on that as much as I should be because uh, I take pictures mentally and then write about them, and forget that I can also just take pictures, then put them up, and then write about them. Yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> so, but I am on there. It's the same as my Twitter handle, Mr. Sean Patton. There you go. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. We did it. Boom. Bam.